What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where we are on a quest to find the greatest movie of all time. Last month in October, we did Horror in Review. This is the first episode of the next series, 90s Action Movies in Review. The first movie up for review for this month is The Rock. And originally it was Point Break, but unfortunately, Sir Sean Connery, uh, passed away this weekend on the 31st. So I felt like it was only natural to celebrate one of his best movies by reviewing it for our channel. So The Rock is one of the all-time best action movies, and it so happens to be in the 90s, which is part of our series. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash 2game and consider supporting us there at the $5 $10 or the $20 tier. Shout out to our $20 tier members, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, and Sharon Petrie. We appreciate all your support and we cannot be doing this without y'all. So let's just let's just jump into this, guys. Uh like I said a few minutes ago, Sean Connery passed away on Halloween at 90 years old. And I'm gonna be honest, I'm not a I was never a huge uh Sean Connery fan. I seen bits and pieces of his old James Bond movies, but for the most part, just I'm just he he was an actor before my time in action movies, so I just never gravitated towards him. But I did watch The Rock, and it's one of the best movies of all time. The Rock released on June seventh, nineteen ninety six, with a seventy five million dollar budget, grossing worldwide three hundred and thirty five million dollars. Sir Sean Connery insisted. They build a cabin for him on Alcatraz because he didn't want to travel back and forth between the mainland. And uh, they obliged and built him a cabin. How fucking savage are you that you insist them to build you a cabin on set? He's a fucking savage, guys. Much of Nicolas Cage's lines throughout the whole movie were ad-libbed. And you can kind of tell throughout the movie... Uh, some of, you know, it's actually, this was before Nicolas Cage went off the deep end and he kind of became a caricature of himself and a meme. So if you're, if you were not born in the nineties, Nicolas Cage was part of probably the three best run, uh, as far as movies I, I've ever seen the rock face off and Con Air. It's just some of the best action movies. And he was part of them. Arnold Schwarzenegger was up originally for the role that Sean Connery ended up taking for John Mason. So that's kind of interesting. I try to picture when I see these things of, hey, this guy was up for this role. This dude was up for that role. You know, I try to picture how they were in the movie. And I don't know. This this would have been a weird movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. I don't think they could have found a more perfect actor than Sean Connery. Now that we got some of the fun facts out of the way. Let's just jump into the critiques of the movie. Overall, action-wise, it's one of the best action movies of all time. It's one of the best action movies in the 90s, specifically. I think the dialogue is really good. Michael Bay directed this, and honestly, before going back and re-watching it, you know, this past couple days, I didn't know that he directed this movie. Had no clue. But now that I look at it, and I have watched it knowing that ahead of time, it's like, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Because there's Michael Bay explosions everywhere. 
and then you know just the storylines or the the plot between like the dialogue between the characters it's very michael bay-esque and you can kind of see that in like his transformers movies it's just it's typical michael bay you know when i reviewed the devil's rejects i said hey the dialogue between characters is very rob zombie-esque and that's what you're looking for then you're gonna like it if you don't like michael bay you don't like the way his characters speak within each of his movies then you may not like this but honestly i've never met a person that did not like this movie so it's kind of one of those things it's definitely got some suspense thriller aspects to it as well sean connery total badass but i felt like sometimes when they didn't like when they were trying to cut back to him they didn't know what to do with him and they just showed him running so it's like hey when he's not doing anything let's just show him running to the next place and that was kind of weird and dumb i don't know they, like i feel like they could have done something else with him instead of just showing him run several times i think ed harris is a very well-defined villain in this movie He's very relatable. Like, he doesn't go after it by the means of, hey, I just want to destroy, I just want to kill people. I want to wipe out the entire race or whatever. He's not like that kind of human being or evil villain. You know, he's doing it for something that he truly believes in and he does it for, it. it's like when you're, when you're trying to find ways to be relatable to an evil character, you know, you got to say it, it's kind of like looking at something on the two sides of a coin. Yeah, what he's doing is wrong, but he's kind of going about it the wrong way. But you can kind of understand where he's coming from. And that is that is the best thing about trying to make villains relatable. And that's how you get your best villains, is by doing that. And I thought he was a really good villain in this. And I, wouldn't, I don't even know if I'd consider him a villain. Because he's not like evil evil. He just wants... His whole point is, he wants these people, to, their families to be compensated. He wants them to be remembered. And they're just being shit on. So, I mean, he's just going about it the wrong way. But, at the very beginning of the movie, he's like, you know, it's time for them to listen. And maybe this is how I get them to listen. And then at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, for those who haven't seen it. At the end of the movie, he's like, he's grappling with his decision on whether he wants to kill these people for it. And he makes that decision to abort the mission and just, you know what, this is not the way to go. And then everybody turns on him and he ends up dying. So I think Ed Harris, Ed Harris is like one of my favorite parts of this entire movie. I, I really do enjoy Ed Harris in all of his movies that I've seen, especially radio. If you have not seen radio, go watch that movie because he's fucking fantastic in that movie. As far as Nicolas Cage, uh, this was at his height of everything. So he was perfect. In, he was perfect in these three movies that I mentioned earlier. It's not until you get past like the 2000s that he really becomes a caricature of himself and it's kind of dumb action movies and he kind of just takes whatever he wants, you know. As far as Sean Connery, I've already mentioned it. I thought he did great throughout the entire movie. Very, He has that gravitas to go with him and other than just the running scenes, I thought everything was great with him and it was kind of like when you see him on screen, you're like, yeah, I am, I am focused on Sean Connery because he's a fucking total badass. Except when he's running, which is just fucking stupid scenes. As far as like dialogue throughout the entire movie, like I mentioned earlier, it's all Michael Bay-esque. So if you like that kind of stuff, you will like that portion of this movie. As far as actions, explosions, I gotta say, for a Michael Bay film, eh, like, like a B. 
yeah, there's some explosions, some gunfights, but if you look at it from a Michael Bay film, I wouldn't say it's one of his best. See, it's weird because I consider this one of the best action movies of all time, but the action within the movie is not Michael Bay's best. Like, I feel like Transformers at times has his best action. Uh, 13 Hours has his best action. So it, it's kind of weird to say that this is one of the best action movies of all time and not have the best action scenes. They're good. They're just... It's, it's, it's kind of harder to explain. Because Michael Bay is known for explosions, and it's just... They're, it's not up to his... They're not as as many explosions as a normal Michael Bay film would be. All right, that's the best way I can explain it. I think that took like 10 minutes to explain that to y'all, but I don't think I got the point across, but whatever. It's still one of the best action movies of all time. Go fuck yourself. One of the issues I have with the movie, and it's not even a huge issue, it's just, it's a nitpick. I feel like the score that goes with the action scenes do not fit. I get hints of National Treasure and Pirates of the Caribbean when I listen to the score of this movie. And when you listen to it, you will know what I'm talking about. It's just, it doesn't fit with the movie very well, and it takes me out of the scenes. So I think the score is not that great. And I believe Hans Zimmer was the composer for the movie, and I fucking love Hans Zimmer as a composer. I mean, Dark Knight, Pirates of the Caribbean, fucking great scores, right? Just one, it just didn't fit with the movie I may be the only one that thinks that, but I just, it didn't grab me the way that, I, that I, a normal action movie should grab somebody. Uh, as far as the plot of the story, the plot and story, I think it's a great plot. You know, they're trying to save the world from a chemical warfare disaster, you know, basically, in a nutshell. I don't think they should have spent half the movie trying to get Sean Connery to join their team and racing him throughout the streets of San Francisco. I think they could have done something a little bit different with that. Maybe do something different with Alcatraz or... I don't know. I feel like they could have just cut some of that, that fat off and put it somewhere else in the story. Actually, I think there was supposed to be a sequel to this at one point, but it never got off the, got off the, the tracks. It was supposed to deal with Nick Cage's character getting all those, uh, all those spy details, microfilm, from Sean Connery's character. Because you know, at the end of the movie, he says Mason ends up dying, so they don't—they all think he's dead. Well, then he gives Nicolas Cage the dirty secrets, the microfilm. So the sequel is supposed to be based off of that, which would have been interesting. This, there's no way you should have done a sequel on this movie. It, this is a great standalone movie, and there should never be a sequel. Jumping into my final conclusion for the movie. This was the first movie that I watched for 90s action movies for the month. I think out of the Sean Connery movies that I have seen, this is my favorite. I obviously haven't seen all the James Bond movies, so I'm not going to comment on those. Just out of the ones that I've seen, this is one of my favorites. I think he just, he brings a, he just brings that gravitas, like I said a minute ago. And it's just like, he steals every single scene that he's in. And that is the definition of a truly great actor, is when he shows up, everybody's paying attention to him. And it's sad that I think they said his he was suffering with dementia when he died. 
and it's just it's sad to see i mean dementia is obviously a shitty disease in and of itself because you basically just lose your mind your body's there you just lose your mind and we see that all the time at work but he was he was fantastic in this movie that's why i wanted to watch this movie first because if he just passed away and i was like you know what i'll save point break for next week and let's do the rock this week because i think that's very fitting let's celebrate sir sean connery's life you know with one of his best movies so originally i was thinking of docking i was gonna give it like a four and a half and i was like you know how can i give this movie four and a half you know four and a half stars how can i how can i fucking do that i have repeatedly said this is one of the greatest action movies of the 90s it's one of the best movies in the 90s maybe of all time i don't know so on a scale of zero to five vx gas warheads i give this five out of five i think it's one of the best movies of all time one of the best movies in the 90s one of the best 90s action movies i think other than just my little bit of nitpicks the 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 score and then maybe they spend a little too much time trying to bring sean connery into the team with the downtown chase scene and then maybe a little complaints with the dialogue here and there but it, honestly for a michael bay film it's one of his better written movies so can't knock him for that right but yeah y'all let me know what you think of this movie what do you rate it from zero to five give me your rate your ranking let me know what you think about this next week is point break which is i think the epitome of 90s action I have not seen the original. I've seen the remake, not the original. So it would be fun to go back to that one. You know, a little, little Patrick Swayze. Never hurt nobody. So yeah, I appreciate y'all joining me on this first episode of our November series. Also, check out our Batman in Review series. We have done Batman 89, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman Robin. Up along with this uh which will be released after this episode, will be Batman Begins. And then obviously Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, and then Batman vs. Superman, and then Mask of Phantasm closing out that series. We're going to start Die Hard in Review the first week of December because it is the best Christmas movie of all time. So we might as well just knock out the series while we're there. But thank you all for joining me, and I'll catch you all next time.